go live, we must have some music. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it is your friend CL King coming to you live from the Palatial Studios where we every Monday night and Tuesday night and Thursday night have the distinct privilege. It is truly a privilege of ours to be able to express to you and open the doors to you the Cathedral of Resources. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have dubbed this what we do here as the Cathedral of Resources. And every night we are blessed with a new individual who has had and made an impact in their life, in, in society. I am, you know, one, one of the things that, that I struggle with as a professional speaker and as a podcast show host, one of the things that I sometimes struggle with is, is what I'm doing enough? Is what we're doing as a team, are, are we doing enough? Is, is this... Is this really making a difference? Are, are we doing enough? And then you, you, God brings you into parallel with people who have such amazing stories that you realize, yeah, it, it's not just about me, but the collective goodness that we surround ourselves with is really what is enough. And I am joined tonight by my dear friend, Hope Rieger from... Somewhere north where I used to live, well, they call it the Midwest, up in Ohio. And she has an amazing story that she's going to share with us tonight. It is a journey that she has been on for quite some time. And none of us want to deal with grief. And there may be others who don't even know how to deal with it. Well, I'm thankful that God put me in line with with hope because she's going to give us some tools and understanding of processing grief from a mother's perspective. And it's really an amazing story, a heartfelt story, and it's a heavy story, but we want to lift your spirits through this and through tragedy. She has found a way to help others triumph. So we are delighted to welcome to our virtual studios, Miss Hope Rieger. Welcome, Hope. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I, and it truly is an honor of ours. Greg, I was wondering where you were, my brother. <laughs> Greg is our VP. He's always at the 500-yard lines making things happen. And so, Hope, it is so it is so great for us to be able to finally get this show out into the atmosphere. Uh, I know that we talked uh, some weeks ago, and, you know, I said, if nothing else, I've got to hear, I've got to talk to her because she's from Ohio. Yes. <laughs> and where exactly in Ohio are you at? I'm in Delaware, Ohio, which is a little bit north of Columbus. A little bit north of Columbus. And so before, we've got a lot to get to tonight. As I told you in the pre-show, the show goes by extremely fast. But Hope, I would love for you to give people your contact information. We will put this out about 7,500 times tonight. But we want you to tell us how can people uh, get up with you and contact you. I love that. Thank you for the opportunity for that. Um, you can reach me on my website at www.grief2hopesupport.com. You can email me directly on that site. You can look into our Grief to Hope group, which we'll talk about, um, as well as Facebook, Grief to Hope, as well as Hope Rieger on Facebook. Instagram is Grief to Hope. And then LinkedIn is Hope Rieger or Grief to Hope. All right. So again, you can find her. One of the simple ways is go to grief number two hope support dot com. And thank you, Greg, for being I knew you were here, brother. I just was I didn't see you on the screen yet. So I was getting a little worried <laughs> if I had to do all what Greg does myself. This would be an absolute catastrophe. So hope we are so delighted that that again, you've taken time out of your schedule. I know that uh, your mission, you were conducting your mission a little bit before you came on the show. And so I can't wait to share that with the rest of our audience. But I know you I feel like I've known you for 40 years, but my, my audience doesn't. So why don't you give yourself give us a little introduction of about who Hope Yeager is? So Hope 
is a Midwesterner from Ohio, born, bred, still, still here. Um, we'll probably always be here. Um, I have, I, I live in Columbus with my husband, Mike. We um, have, he has three children of his own. I have uh, two children, Brian's 31. Um, he lives in our hometown of Xenia. And then of course, Justin, forever 19. I have two beautiful granddaughters, Halen and Addie. Um, we recently just did a gender reveal. We have another baby girl coming um, in March. Um, so we're super excited. I just want to put it out there that I did say it was going to be a girl. I was team girl and I was right. So on top of that. Um, <laughs> you were team girl like, and you were right, right? <laughs> I was. I said it was a girl. I said it was going to be a girl. And um, I am a talent coordinator for a major financial institution and I've been lucky enough to been there for 25 years um so that's sort of my day job but what i what's all about for me is i grew up in a very very small town um with my um, mother and my dad they both went through a divorce when i was eight um it wasn't a very great divorce and and it it was not a very easy divorce uh we moved a lot when i was younger um, I never felt like I really had a hometown. So as I grew older and then started having a family of my own, um, our hometown of Xenia, which is the home of the tornado, that's what everybody connects in with, right. um, is really what I consider my hometown. I just, we moved a lot after the divorce and we lived in several different areas around Dayton and we ended up, um, as I got older, um, and started my own family, I sort of made my home of Xenia. And um, I married, I had my two sons, um, like I said, Brian will be 31, and Justin uh, will be forever 19. And I grew up um, out of Xenia, loved that hometown atmosphere, small town atmosphere. Uh, I felt like everything I needed was right there. I ended up um, going through a um, sort of a divorce myself, not sort of, it was a divorce, um, not a great divorce, but after 17 years uh, together, he, uh, we actually had um, some, uh, he had some health issues that ended up at a very young age, he had to have five bypasses. So um, that was sort of a, a tragic end to um, what he had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it progressed. And, and actually, once the kids all became older, we sort of figured out that, hey, we, we weren't great for each other. So <laughs> right. we are now um, in, in greater areas and we're both remarried. Um, I met my husband seven years ago and we, um, I moved to Columbus after meeting my son or my husband, and uh, we ended up um, getting married three years ago. All right. After, um, yeah, so we got married in Hawaii three years ago, which was fabulous. Um, but once I moved to Columbus, my both of my sons at the time uh, felt like they were old enough. They were 18, 19, and then, of course, 24, um, starting their own family, stayed in Xenia, um, where they, uh, currently, my oldest son currently resides. All right. Awesome. And, and I know exactly where she's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, because as you guys know, on Impacting Life 24-7, I am a former Buckeye. I am now a Tar Heel, just like my <laughs> man, Greg Smith. And most of our staff, I think all of our staff is North Carolina. Mike is, uh, Mike is from Florida. So me and him are the two outsiders here in North Carolina. So I, if you checked my pedigree, I am a Buckeye, unfortunately. I'm a dumb nut. <laughs> That's what a Buckeye is. <laughs> so, yes. The, well, now you can say that the Florida got one of our own. They they got Urban now. Right, so right, sort right. of it's following suit, right. maybe. I don't know if you want to call that. <laughs> so, again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Impact Life 24-7. I am joined in our studio by Hope Reger, and I got to make sure to say folks' name right. I'm always butchering people's names. You can find her at grief2hopesupport.com. That's grief, the number two, 
hopesupport.com. And the reason why I, I felt it was important for us to get Hope on the show is because of her amazing story. She, as you have heard her allude to Justin a couple times already, just in our, our short uh, intro here, she has mentioned Justin as the forever 19, right? And, yeah. and, and so the, before we get into, you know, the, the story of Justin, uh, and and kind of what what brought us together about around his story and your your advocacy with him. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, about Justin growing up, and and tell us about the kid. And I heard I heard that he liked to do music, and he was in you know he was a jokester and an impressionist. So tell us about him. You know, I love that. I love that you asked about him. Um, first of all, that's incredible. I could talk about him all day, and um, it makes me smile. Justin was hilarious. He was uh, had such a burst of energy. And that child was wild from the day he was born, um, never feared anything. He was just such a leader. He never was a follower. He was always a leader. Um, one of the greatest things about Justin, he was such an amazing giver and um, always lending a hand. Um, I remember at a time when he was a teenager, uh, a couple across the street, an older gentleman had walked out of his home and fell. And it wasn't but seconds, Justin was over there helping him up. And that was the kind of person opening doors, uh, you know, he just was a giver and um, his impressions were incredible. Really? Um, I couldn't, I, I'm not even going to try to, you know, butcher it up, but he could make impressions of anything or anyone. Um, his sense of humor, he thought he was a singer. He wasn't a great singer. <laughs> we all sing really good in the shower, right? Right. right yes. Um, but he loved, he even dabbled into some rapping at the time. Like he really, you know, I was impressed by him. He had some skills with that. Um, but he was just an all around, gosh, he was smiled. Um, his little nickname and and peewee football was cheesy. Oh, really? um, because he was always smiling, but he was also, he was the littlest one on the team, but he was the meanest and the hardest hitting one, if you ask anybody. So he just, he loved football. He loved, uh, he was into mixed martial arts. Um, he loved his four-wheeler and he, and he loved being around friends and, and he just, he didn't fear anything. And uh, man, I, I, I am a, a connoisseur of good impressionist. Uh, I, I follow a couple guys on, uh, y'all forgive me, TikTok, but I follow a couple, <laughs> <laughs> I follow a couple guys on there that, that are impersonating the current president and the former president. And though they, this guy is so spot on and my wife is hearing me, you know, just dying in the bed, trying to keep quiet while I'm laughing, looking at, listening to this dude. And she's like, would you go to sleep already? Uh, so an, an impressionist that is so cool that he had that he had that knack and it is a knack. It's a it's a gift. And, uh, you know, cheesy. Uh, he was always smiling. And, and I see where you get I see where he got it from, because you 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 smile as well. When we come back uh, from our from our break, we're going to we're going to talk about uh, some of some of the transitions that that took place with Justin. And uh, I, I you know, one of the things that you guys have to remember is that when we have people on our show, the, the beautiful thing about having people like Hope is that they they become vulnerable and they share they share their story with us. And the reason why we can have people like Hope on our show is because of our amazing sponsors. And so we just wanted to give you a quick word from our sponsors and then we'll be right back with Hope. Our sponsors help us reach people from city to city, coast to coast, and around the world. Our gold sponsors, Michelle Perry. She is the host of the Successful Diligence Podcast and best-selling author of The Pebble in My Shoe. You can connect with Michelle and get a copy of her book at SuccessfulDiligence.com. Paula Cousson has dedicated her life volunteering in community youth programs such as the Young Marines. Paula believes that the greatest asset each young person has is at least one caring adult in their life. Donald Lamb is a gold sponsor, and he and his wife have happily been married for over 35 years. He is the proud father of one daughter and three sons. 
Donald honorably served his country over 22 years in the United States Army and retired with distinction. Active in his community, Donald is also the owner and operator of Mama's Boy Event Planning and Coordinating Services. Connect with Donald at facebook.com forward slash Mama's Boy Events Coordinating. Our platinum sponsors, Gregory Smith. He is the author of 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. Get your copy today by reaching out to Gregory Smith on Facebook or email him at smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Adrian Barker is the host of the Adrian Barker Speaks podcast, a life coach and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Please connect with her at professionalglobaletiquette.com. Mr. Mike Black from New Bern, North Carolina. He helps men throughout Eastern Carolina lead a faith-filled life. He is a compassionate leader in his church, a devoted husband, and father. Dr. Nate Dunlap Jr. is the executive director of the PRF Institute. He is the author of What's Next, Preparing for Eternity, and Don't Leave Me Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, the PRF Institute is blessed to be that premier stewardship-based teaching ministry that truly responds to the needs of families and communities around the country. Find Dr. Dunlap and his amazing team at prfinstitute.org. Poet Katrina McCain is the author of Because She Decided to Love. This is a collection of poetry and prose about love and its impact on every relationship. This raw, uncut poetry book addresses the themes of how we experience love through loss, hurt, pain, grief, and passion. Get your copy of her book today at PaulKatrinaMcCain.com. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7, it's very simple. Just visit C.L. King Speaker. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, just visit clkingspeaker.com. Thank you to our newest sponsor, Mr. Donald Lamb, uh, Mama's Boy Catering and Event Coordinating. So go check him out. We're very, very thankful. And Mike, as you remember, Mike was helping me when uh, he was with me when we were having to recut that commercial. So we've got some new features that we're going to add to that. Uh, and so just be look, be on the lookout for that. Our sponsors really are, are the lifeblood of what we do because we're all about partnerships and connecting and making an impact. And so, again, the reason why we can do this is because of our sponsors to have someone of the caliber that we have in our studio tonight, Miss Hope Rager from Delaware, Ohio. See, I can remember Ohio. I just got to get the Delaware part right. <laughs> and so that's okay. They laugh at me all the time. Hope my wife sends me messages throughout the show. You said their name wrong. You did. And, and but you know what? We we at Impacting Life 24 seven believe in putting producing a high quality program. It's just this guy that's always messing everything up. <laughs> no, but I do love that mama's boy. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Donald Lamb's amazing guy. So, Hope, we, we were talking about Justin, amazing kid, uh, cheesy football standout, impressionist, uh, just a, an all-around, you know, somebody that I'd want to be hanging out with uh, just because of the kind of person that he was and how he lit up the room. And so – there as as in everything i you know hope I, as much as you feel comfortable with uh please share with our audience where where life shifted and, and how it shifted with justin absolutely so uh, november 17th of 2016 i received a knock at the door and i was living at columbus at the time like we talked about my job i had moved to columbus and my son um brian and justin both were in xenia at the time our hometown and so I thought, who is that at the door? And I looked, I lived in a condo. So I looked down and there was two policemen standing there. And my first thought, bless, it was, you know, bless his heart was, what has that child done? He, he's gotten himself in trouble and he can't get a hold of mama because he doesn't know the cell phone because he does, calls me, a, you know, speed dial or whatever. Right. And so that was my first thought. And so I answered the door and it was 630 in the morning and these police officers handed me a note and they said that somebody was trying to get a hold of me and that it was urgent that I spoke to him and that was after they confirmed I was Hope and that I was Justin's mom. And so I asked them simply, what was it about? And they said they weren't quite sure. Um, I just needed to call that number. 
So I agreed. Um, I thanked them, hung up, went upstairs, dialed the number because um, it seemed urgent. And I was not prepared for what was the uh, receiving end, which was the gentleman said, Green County Coroner. And at first I thought to myself, oh, you've got the wrong person. You've got the wrong person. I don't know why you're calling me or why you wanted me to call you. Um, Cause Justin and I had had, uh, Justin had actually reached out and tried to call me the night before. And I was headed to the movies with uh, my future daughter-in-law. And I thought, oh, he'll call back. If he needs something, it's money, you know, whatever. He need, he's at McDonald's, wants some money, you know, cash pay, whatever. And, um, I, I said, I think you have the wrong number. And he said, are you Justin's mom? And I said, absolutely. And he said, I regret to inform you that your son, Justin, was in a physical or started out as a verbal altercation with a roommate of his. And that verbal altercation turned into a physical altercation uh, where punches were thrown, pushing, shoving, name calling. And then it got to be uh, more violent. And the gentleman uh, that he lived with pulled a gun out, took it, put it to Justin's chest, shot, killed him. Now, Justin didn't have any knives or guns or bats or batons or any kind of weapons on him. And, and um, he felt as if his life was in danger, the roommate did. Um, because Justin had him up against a wall. And that becomes significant when he was arrested that night for murder. He completely acknowledged that he shot and killed Justin. And the police took him to uh, the county courts or the county jail, arrested him for murder. Justin was sent to the morgue for an investigation. And this happened around 1.30 in the morning. I did not get the information until around 6.30 that morning. So things had transpired where they had taken Justin to the hospital. They did not pronounce him at the house. They pronounced him at the hospital. Um, and he had already went from his house to the hospital, to the morgue before I was even um, informed. And I just remember telling the coroner, how does this happen? How did this, how could this happen? This isn't, you know, this isn't for real. I, I don't believe this. And, and he was very apologetic that he had to tell me over the phone. Um, he was very, um, you know, he really was very respectful. And later on that day, we ended up uh, meeting up at my son's house when I got to, um, got back home. But the, um, that day, that that five seconds changed my life forever. And just within that five second time frame of finding out that my son, I had lost my son uh, to a senseless crime, um, I'll never be the same. I will never ever be the same. And then um, after that couple of months that on top of it, he filed self-defense and the, it didn't even make it past grand jury, grand jury. They did not indict him. So he will never be responsible for taking Justin's life. Wow. So as a mother, you think to yourself, how could that happen? How could somebody um, take someone's life and not have to pay for it? or not have to be involved or not have to pay any kind of price. And um, I was angry and I was mad. I was mad at hell at God. I was mad at um, so many wrongdoings that I felt like, why didn't God intervene? We were good people. We weren't, you know, murderers or rapists or um, mean, hateful people. We were good people. And I couldn't understand why God didn't intervene and didn't, and, and allowed that to happen and allowed, you know, Justin, his whole entire life was ahead of him. He was so smart and so driven. And I thought, what, what kind of God 
would take this poor child that's 19 years old and just take him and just not intervene. And it took me a very long time to understand. And I still don't have the answers. But after the, that indictment never went through, the hatred, the frustration, the why in the world is God doing this? I went to a counselor through my work, thank goodness. And I remember stating in the counselor session, I walked in and it was this little young thing. And I was like, what is she going to teach me? Um, and I just told her, I remember saying, I'm mad as hell at God. I don't understand why this happened to me. I've done, I've worked so hard to get to where I am in life. And I've always had like crazy bad stuff happen. And I've always been determined to go through it. And I just don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I could get my head above water and keep moving forward in life and losing this happy-go-lucky hope that was always around that everybody loved and, and you know, was sunshine and roses. And now I had to deal with the death of my son. And, and then on top of that, this guy that doesn't even deserve to be out walking the earth my son isn't and so there was a lot of hatred a lot of anger I felt a lot of revenge and the amount of frustration and anger that went through me was unmeasurable mm -hmm. and then it hit me that one I could do this and drown in my tears I could absolutely do this and I could lay in my bed for every single day for the next 50 years and not one person would judge me for it right. or cause or say, that's not, that's not right. Hope you need to get up. You need to move around. Most people would be so forgiving of that. And then I thought, I can't live like that. I'm not going to allow myself to take all that fear and all that anger and all that hatred and live like that. And so I knew I had to make some change and force myself to take all them tears that I was drowning in, all that fear, anger, revenge, and turn it into positivity. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how, but I knew that's what I had to do. Wow. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm here. I, I knew this was going to be a, a dynamic interchange. Uh, I'm here with my friend, Hope Rieger. She is the founder and creator of Grief to Hope Support. You can go to grieftohopesupport.com and the number two there. And she has, uh, when, we, when we come back from the break, she has a, a way that she has channeled that anger, that anger at God. And uh, I can't, I told her, I said, man, I, I, all the, all the, descriptive words that you're using i would probably be in those same category plus some and so she she's uh you know she's laid out for us really just to be not to honor justin she's laid out for us the loss of a child and ladies and gentlemen regardless of the why it it, it is always with us as the parent it's the what you know, I've I this void has been prematurely created. We all feel as parents, I know a parent of seven children that I'm hoping that, you know, one day they're all gathered around my bed and, and seeing me off into my reward. And it, it's never in our cards, it's never in our game plan to to for for our children to precede us in death. And so, you know, hope number one, I really thank you for having the courage and, uh, you know, the heart to be able to share this story with our listeners and, and folks that are around the world. So if you're listening on Impacting Life 24-7, again, I'm joined by my dear friend, Hope Rager. Am I pronouncing your last name right? 
It's Rieger like eager. <laughs> so but it is now, any way you want to say Now it. that you helped me give me a little prompting, I'll remember now, guys. It's Rieger, Rieger like eager. King is always messing up folks' name. But uh, she has created, she has, yes, Greg, very much courage. She has created a tremendous group that we're going to talk about after the break. And uh, I, I want to be a part of it just for the sake of the positivity that is really being generated there. And uh, we're going to, we're going to hear from hope how, you know, obviously we know what happened, we're, but we're going to hear how uh, it, she transitioned from all of that anger and anxiety and resentment to uh, what she's doing now. And that's truly um, making a difference in other people's lives. And again, the only reason why we're able to do this, ladies and gentlemen, is because of our sponsors. Here's a quick word from them real quick. Every time you hear Impacting Life 24-7, it is brought to you in part by our amazing sponsors. Donald Skip Mondragon II MD is a platinum sponsor, and he is a 26-year Army veteran, national veterans wrestling champion, a speaker, and author. He is the author of Wrestling Depression is Not for Wimps, Lessons Learned from an Amateur Wrestler's Fight to Triumph Over Depression. Contact him and book him today at WrestlingIsNotForWimps.com. The Underdog Ninja Foundation are platinum sponsors. This was founded in 2020 by Javi and Jessica Madrigal, a husband and wife team that have been battling and overcoming heart disease for 18 years. Their personal story and experiences have led them to follow the calling of empowering, educating, and supporting those fighting heart disease. They have a remarkable platform and a dynamic story. Contact this amazing team at underdogninja.org. Belinda Tyson Linder has spent decades investing in people from all different backgrounds. She is a platinum sponsor. She has led inner city programs for disadvantaged youth, as well as being a mentor to young adults, married couples, individuals facing adversity. Belinda and her husband have built multiple six and seven figure businesses and have trained leaders on having tenacity and character. Ultimately, Belinda cares about people. Bettina Carey is a platinum sponsor. Bettina Carey is a four foot nine and a half Latina. She inspires and empowers women to create big results. They break through, no, they shatter their earning ceiling, kick self-imposed limitations to the curb, and live their legacies now. Whether she's coaching from a live or virtual stage or conferencing with a small cohort of bold women or men on the rise across from a conference table, her championship strategies and straight talk compel women and men to find their whole new gear and succeed beyond their wildest imaginations. Connect with Bettina today at weempoweryourlife.com. You've heard it here, folks. All of these people help us with Impacting Life 24-7. If you would like to join them, it's very simple. All you have to do is go to clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, just go to clkingspeaker.com. We've made it very easy for you. We're thankful for all of our sponsors for helping us to go on this journey. We started this in the fall back of, of 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, not even my golden retriever would listen to this show. It was that bad. And so, <laughs> and so <laughs> Mike Black, was it not the truth, bro? And so we've come so far. It's uh, it's in almost 40 states Download it's it's in uh, 27 countries and on 26 different platforms around the globe. Who would have thought? Uh, just trying to make an impact in people's lives would have took off so good. Uh, and so we're again experiencing that one more time by having our friend Hope Rieger in the studio with us. She is she is the founder and she's created an amazing group that I want to tell you guys about. It's called Grief to Hope Support.com. That's grief the number two hopesupport.com. I would love for everyone that listens to the show if you if you're downloading it later if you're watching us live go to her page 
And really, man, one of the things that she's going to talk to us about is is the, the the power of networking and community, getting through grief. And so I don't want to steal any of her thunder because we got a good 30. We got a good 30 minutes now with no commercials. So Hope, tell us, you know, what you we left off with your anger and resentment and bitterness. And then you said you could drown in your tears forever and that would be justifiable. But something happened. So absolutely. So I remember um, going through counseling, like I mentioned, uh, through work, and it was incredible. And like I said, I walked in and there was this cute young little blonde. And I was like, I don't know what she's going to teach me Um, because I'm, you know, got a chip on my shoulder and I'm angry. And I sat down and I remember sitting down hard on this couch, like looking at her like, what are you going to tell me, you know? And she had the most soft-spoken voice and she listened. And one of the things that I dealt with the most with grief was what ifs. You know, what if I would have answered that phone call? What if I would have made Justin come and live with me and not allow him to live with these roommates? Now, I don't know if I could have done that for a 19-year-old boy, but I, you know, that right. that's what it is. Right. Um, what if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? And she first thing she told me was, you need to realize that there's free will and that all of your reactions or all of your actions will have reactions. So even if you would have answered that phone, let's say if you would have answered and he needed something and you got angry at him and you hung up on him and that would have been your last conversation. Or what if you would have forced him to live with you and he was miserable and, and he never talked to you again? What There's so many things that first of all, free will is free will and your actions cause reactions. So I needed to first find myself forgiveness and that allowing myself to forgive that what happened happened and that there was nothing that I could have possibly have done that could have created that not to happen. That was the path of Justin's life. And I believe that in order to get to where I needed to be in my life was to understand that I'll never have answers of why it happened. I just know that was the path that he was given. And this is the path that I'm given. Right. So that was one of the greatest things that I learned from her was this free will. Cause I think we all deal with that when it comes to grief. Um, we always have those what ifs, especially if there's a tragedy involved um, you know, what if I would have, you know, answered the phone or what if I would have picked him up or what if, what if, what if, right. And sometimes we can drown in that too, within our tears, like with the, with what ifs. And so she told me, she suggested that I go to a grief share group. And at the time grief share is a Christian based group. And I was mad as hell at God. And she wanted me to go to this Christian based grief group. And I was like, "Um, I don't think that's going to work for me right now. Because I don't One, as I grew up as a child, we never really were involved in the church. And we went to the church, you know, I went with my friends and I went as an adult, you know, a handful of times. Um, But I really didn't, I wasn't very educated with God. And I'm still learning to this day. But I remember she wanted me to go to this grief group that was Christian-based. And then she wanted me to talk about my feelings. And I was already like pissed. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do this for, but okay, if you say it'll help, because she gave me some great advice, you know, with the free will. And she told me how to journal and, and you know, to take my time and not rush things. And because I'm a big planner and I'm like, okay, I need to get this done by, you know, six months. This is done. This, you know. Right. So I went into this grief group, right? And I walked in and there's this lady and it was in a church and I had my arms crossed. I remember sitting across from her and telling her that I'm mad. I don't know why this happened to me. And I'm just here to try to get some stinking answers. And I was mad as hell at God. And I don't know why he did this to me and why he did this to my child. And I remember saying, and I haven't cried, like I should be in bed crying and I'm not, I'm angry. I'm angry as hell. Right. And she looked at me and she said, hope God totally gets that you're mad and he would not expect anything else. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> you mean to tell me that God's okay with me being angry at him and I hate him right now and I don't want to be, you know, and I don't really know about him, but what I do know, this isn't working for me. I'm not feeling this godly thing. And she spent the next hour and ironically enough, nobody showed up for that grief group, but me. So I got this one-on-one -on -one you know, conversation with this beautiful lady um, named Emily and she taught me so much and you know just little things that I could finally comprehend and that you know things about God that I didn't know or I wasn't aware of and and that why God does this and just throughout it was a 13-week course and I met some other people and I did it again and it was sort of like an old Zig Ziglar kind of workbook that you did. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was like an order kind. Of, I know you know who Zig Ziglar yeah. is. Being a, a you know amazing speaker as yourself, I know you know who Zig Ziglar is. Um, but I remember leaving home one night from that grief group and saying, "What do you want from me? What what is all this for? Why why me? Why Justin? Um, what's my purpose?" And just as you and I are talking, I heard the words, be kind, just two words, mm. be kind. And I thought to myself, what does that mean? I'm kind, I'm nice, I'm a friendly person. I volunteer, I do things, you know, and I don't know where it came from. If it was on the radio in my head, I tell people, I don't know where those two words came from, but the words be kind. And so that put me on a journey of what does that mean? Because first of all, it scared the heck out of me because I didn't know where those words came from. Second of all, I thought, is this really my purpose? Is just to be kind? That, that's it? That's my purpose? Right. And because I kept telling people in these grief groups saying, there's a reason this, you know, I, I believe there's a reason God wants me to do this. And, and then I heard the words be kind. I was like, what? That's it? And so I thought over the time that I had gone through that, what does that mean to be kind? And I volunteered, I um, did some speaking, I listened to people, I tried to be, you know, very uh, complimentary, I tried to pay it forward. Um, it even got to the point where I tell this, I love this story. I was in Tim Hortons and I was going to pay it forward for the very first time. And they only have one window at Tim Hortons. And so you can go there, you can tell them you pay it forward and you're out. You don't get stuck at the second window. So I remember telling the guy at the window, I said, I want to pay it for, you know, the guy behind me. And he told me how much it was. And I guess that's the thing. If you don't want to pay it for it after, like if they order 5,000 coffees or something. Yeah, like, uh, and it, I was just joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never mind. Right. Uh, that's a little too high for my blood. But I said, yeah, absolutely. And it was minimal. And I look over and the cashier's name was Justin. Oh, wow. And my heart sank. And I thought, Wow. God really does just want me to be kind. He just wants me to, you know, be nice every now and then. And so I thought to myself, okay, I can do that. And then it started hitting me that maybe it wasn't just to others. Maybe I needed started to be kind to myself. And that was eye opening because I always felt like I had done something to create this trauma, create this disaster. Right. And um, I needed to figure out why I needed to be and create something that honors my son, right. that helps me become version 2.0 is what I call myself now, where I'm more grateful, I'm more patient, I'm more in the moment, I'm more sensitive to people's feelings. We talked about this earlier in the pre-show, like I'm more of a giver. And so I think be kind also meant forgiving the person that shot and killed my son, mm -hmm. not for him, but for me. And to take all that energy and be kind to myself, be kind to others and to give back. And so I didn't know what that meant over three or four years until COVID hit. Right. And then when COVID hit, 
I always knew there was something in the back of my mind that I wanted to write a book or, or blog or, or speak or try to get the word out that, you know, there is hope for joy, even though something so tragic as losing your son or daughter that you can absolutely keep moving on and keep living strong. And it's hard. And every day it's hard and it's not easy. And I have dark days, but there's a point in your life where everything starts to evolve, where you're honoring your son or daughter and creating value for others. Mm. And that's how Grief to Hope was born in last year. And during COVID. so during COVID, we, we have grief to hope support.com. I would love for everyone to go there. And, um, because you, you may, you may say, well, I'm not, I'm not in that position right now to need it, but, uh, somebody might need it that, you know, and so um, we're really about that here at impacting life 24 seven. I told hope that we want to do everything we can to connect as many people to what she's doing. And so you, you formed a, you formed a group, you formed a Facebook group, or you did it, you're doing it on Zoom now because COVID hit and all of us that were used to being in person, I mean, I'm used to jumping off stages and screaming to a thousand people. Now I'm screaming at my computer screen. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and so Greg just told me he signed up for the newsletter. This is, this is what we do here at Impact Life 24-7. We want to connect. And so again, if you would like to connect with Hope, I love Love for you too because uh, what she's doing is really amazing again it's grief the number two hope support.com and so you you've got that website and you you started this uh this group how did you get it started i mean what'd you do so um in the midst of covid i thought there's got to be something that i can do right there's so much and kobe bryant had had passed that year and everything started turning into like we're counting deaths by day Right. Like right. on the TV, every, there's death tolls. And I'm thinking, how could people that are grieving just the normalcy of it all, um, that just adds another layer to it. And so um, I thought, okay, wait a minute. If we're meeting by virtual uh, for my work, I can certainly bring this together for a grief group. Right. And so basically I thought of all what I wanted to do and I asked God and um, he gave me the words and I created this seven week program and it's called Grief to Hope. And we meet for seven weeks for one hour. We meet visually or virtually through Zoom. Um, you can dial in, you don't have to put your, you know, your picture out, but we dial in um, and we have certain topics that we talk about and we meet and you can come in your pajamas, you can come in your, you know, whatever, drink your coffee, drink your wine. And, and it's just a place where you can be your authentic, genuine self, relax your shoulders, take off that grief mask that we use and just be around people that totally understand what you're going through. And, and it's a seven week program that the first week we introduce ourselves. We talk about why we're here, what we're doing, where we're at. Um, you know, my story, I talk about my story just like I did tonight. Um, and we have people that come back um, through the program over and over again, which is amazing. They talk about their story and why they, um, what grief to hope helped them with. And then we go through the letters of grief. So she spells, so she spells out the letters in grief. And this is what you guys know. I'm an acronym guy. Some of the programs that we've created are all acronyms and, and that's how we kind of run our workshops. And so when I saw this, I told hope that she made being in being a host really easy because she made she gave me all the answers to my questions and so let's just go through the the grief acronym and uh, kind of what you walk people through over the next seven weeks so the g is for gift of time that is where we talk about the time sometimes time is a gift and it allows like uh, like i talk about grief as a heartbeat monitor and as time goes on those lags between those up and down days get a little bit further but we talk about how time helps and also how time arms um, you know sometimes people rush 
They want you to hurry up and get over it, get back to normal, move on. Um, and sometimes that causes a lot of pain in itself. Let's that, let's stop there um, because thank you, Greg. Do that for each one if you would, please. G is for the gift of time. You said something that kind of really stands out to me. As I watched my wife back in 2012 uh, take care of her her mother who, who passed away, succumbed to cancer, um, my wife struggled with feeling happy or feeling guilty because she was feeling happy. Like, why are y'all selling? Why are we? Why is everybody going on with life? And so life has this tendency as you know, we got, we still got to fly planes and we still got to buy and sell and we still, the sun still comes up. Life has, it has this cruel tendency to be like, okay, you've had, you've had 24 hours Let's get on back to the office. Let's get on back to, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we we can, because of those things that are happening, we can put some artificial timelines on ourselves, can't we? Absolutely. That was one of the things I remember my dad saying, hope you need to get back to work to get back to normal. And I was like, what does that mean? I don't think that I'll ever be normal. And I think that his heart was in the right place, but he's, he wanted me to hurry up and get back to hope. Right. And, and, and I Googled grief because I'm a nerd like that. And I Googled grief and it says two years. So oh that's where you got, you got two years and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Even Google has a measurement on even it. Even Google has a member measurement. Okay. So the R stands for receive help. And that is one of our, um, we talked about the pre-show earlier, which I think you've done amazing things for your friend. Um, it's how to ask for help when you don't even know what you're wearing that day or you, if you're going to take a shower. And so one of the greatest things is like, how do you ask for help when, um, you know, somebody comes to you and says that simple question, if you need anything, just let me know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I need. And when you're grieving, you don't know what you need. But we covered this amazing thing with that is like, get a best friend, get a spouse, get a trusted friend to get a list for you of things that you could really help with. Like, I know you helped your friend with mowing the grass, those kind of things people don't take the initiative of. But if you have that trusted friend that says, um, you know, hope really needs somebody to pick up that dog from the vet or get groceries for her on Friday or pick up the kids so she can go to the grave for an hour, um, that when they come and say, let me know if you need something, you can send them on to that friend that says, you know, Susie knows exactly what I need. Um, I'm not really sure what I need right now, but if you want to ask her and if there's something that we can do together, it's a win-win. Awesome. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, the, the, uh, my goodness, look at how fast the time goes, ladies and gentlemen. I know. The I is for? Inspire. And I know that people don't think about inspire with grief, but that's absolutely what keeps you living. That keeps you getting up out of bed. So find what inspires you, find what drives you. And whether it's your family, your job, your career, writing a book, starting a support group, doing a podcast, whatever that is, find something that inspires you. Awesome. And, and you know what, you gotta, you gotta draw some inspiration from somewhere because uh, there's been a there's been an extraction of inspiration and so that's important to be able to find inspiration again very very good the e stands for expectations and that's not just our expectations or uh, people expect from us and like you know hurry up and go back to yourself or you know and we've even uncovered in grief to hope there's male expectations and female expectations mm. like sometimes men are expected to bounce back way faster than women. And it's and it's hard because especially if your wife dies, you're expected to go back to work and be the man of the house and drive, you know, the support. But in a woman's perspective, we are more giving with time. Right. So we all we talk about the male and female perspective of expectations with that. And then expectations of like when we were talking earlier, where you have that awkward question or somebody says something awkward just because grief is hard to talk about. So we have to be forgiving as grievers to understand, you know, it's not an easy subject. So when somebody comes to you and says something that's sort of, you're like, wow, did she really just say that to me? Right. We have to be forgiving and know that their place is from the heart. 
Right. And, and, and that, and that's, that's very, very good. Uh, you know, when we have her, uh, when we have hope back again, we'll, we'll obviously maybe talk about some strategies for us on the other end that we can utilize, but man, you're, you're right. When, when it's from the heart, you've got to be able to manage those expectations. And Mike, uh, black, who's our co-host, he actually, uh, went and helped our friend DJ as well. I think in uh, reggae as well, just to help him, help him, uh, get, get situated and help move his, his daughter's stuff. So, you know, something like, like we had come to this conclusion that man, when, when you're grieving that, like you said, there's, you don't, you don't have a checklist of all the things that you need to, you know, pick up the laundry and all this kind of stuff. So it's really great to have people that would be willing to step up and step in. What, what I have, what I have been compelled to do is, is this, and, and, and this is just kind of goes along with it is that I have always, I have been compelled in recent years to, to just withdraw the question of if there's anything that I can do. And if I see that there's a need, if there's a way that I can meet it or help uh, lessen the blow of the dynamics of what they're needing, if I can just go and do it, then I'm just going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And and that, that we as a society could be better at that uh, because you know what, man, it, it, I would hope, and I told Mike this, I would hope somebody would do for me like what we tried to do for, for my friend DJ to help him out a little bit. And so the last, the last letter is the F in the acronym grief. And that stands for. Um, that is our second to last one. And Oops, it's called um, F and it's uh, feel everything. And it's morphed into this really great thing where um, it's a tribute to our loved ones. We bring photos. We talk about what we miss the most. We do sort of like a show and tell almost, uh-huh. but it's what people don't understand with grief is we want to say their name. We want to talk about them. We want to say, here's Justin, or here's some crazy thing that that kid did when he was, you know, 15, or we tell stories, we tell what we love and miss the most about them. Uh, we share pictures and it is a really a great tribute to them for the F is feel everything. And then our last one is simply to hope. Uh-huh. And what that means is what's your next step? What are you going to do? And it can be as simple as I want to go through his stuff. I want to, I want to read um, the obituary. I want to donate his clothes. I want to um, write a book. I want to uh, go to the grave and actually go up to the grave. It can be as simple as I just want to get up and, and listen to a song. Whatever gives you that hope is what we talk about in the last, last session. And it's just, what do you want to do from this point? And as simple and as easy, and it's something that is, you can set a goal for and work towards. You know, hope uh, again, ladies and gentlemen. I, I I'm, whew, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, you know, King is the emotional one here of this whole, of our crew here, and I just, I'm just, I'm just, I am just amazed, and I think our staff is amazed too. I, I probably everybody listening to Impact Life twenty four seven is amazed at the grace with which you are are delivering this hope is really God named you. You were named hope for a reason and you guys go check out her uh, website and connect with her at grief, the number two hope support.com. And uh, for those of you who have, who have missed uh, the show, you can go back and listen to it, but it really, it really has been a night of inspiration and, and hope. Let, let me ask you this because when you were going through your uh your feelings of anger um wh- i know you had a you the lady the the therapist referred you to a support group um uh, but did you have any external you know support in addition to that as far as the counselor and of course my husband um and my son my son was an amazing gift um and learning about god mm-hmm. that was probably uh, learning about faith and what that meant. So all those wrapped up has really given me the light that I needed. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I just say that, uh, you know, a person, uh, who we can criticize people for, you know, the type or brand of faith 
But I can tell you this, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to get through in this life had it not been for my faith in God. And so we, we are, we are definitely in line with that. You can always on this show, as long as I, as long as this, long as the CL King at the helm, you can always share your faith. And, uh, you have, you have really helped us to, to understand that, I mean, the loss of your son at such a, such a young age, I was looking at his, his birthday is just a day, uh, before mine. Mine is, Fe- oh, really? my birthday is February the 6th and his birthday is February the 5th. And that, yeah. that again, you know, everything, everything happens for a reason. So I wanted to share on our screen for those of you that can see, I've got, I've got his beautiful, handsome picture up there of Justin. He's such a, such a good looking kid. And he was, he was definitely the man and, and we, we honor his, his memory and his legacy. And we thank you that you're continuing to do that um, by, by helping others get through some of these tragic times. So hope what I'm going to ask for you to do is, you know, if you can, I know this, I didn't prepare you for this, but I want you to do it anyway. I would love for you to take a moment and speak a word of encouragement to our uh, listening audience. The floor is yours. Thank you so much. First of all, this is amazing. This brought tears to my eyes. Um, never had anybody show his face. So thank you. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I always end with a quote. Um, so I'm going to end with a quote tonight. And it's um, something that I created. I've created all kinds of quotes, but this is one of my favorites. So look in the mirror for inspiration. Just ask that courageous person from yesterday. Wow. Say that again for us. Look in the mirror for inspiration. Just ask that courageous person from yesterday. Just ask that courageous person from yesterday. So powerful. So powerful. What a what a great quote. What a great testimony. And uh, what a great young man. We honor him uh, every 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 now every february right before my birthday i'll be thinking of hope and i'll be thinking of justin and our staff uh is here we're, we're beyond here for you hope it, you just consider yourself a part of the impacting life 24 7 family and uh, we thank you that you are you took this story of the loss of your son and you're helping other people navigate through uh what would be considered some of the darkest times that that people have and so this is really this is really amazing we're thankful for it we're thankful for you and uh, i just wanted to let you know on behalf of the entire impacting life 24 7 family which is global y'all uh hope rieger from ohio we thank you so much for sharing your story we look forward to hearing from you again real soon okay hope thank you so much for having me it's been amazing all right you have a great night we'll talk to you again real soon all right bye-bye okay ladies and gentlemen so that is it for us on Impacting Life 24-7. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Mike. Thank you to our sponsors who, who tune in. Man, this is really... Thank you, Danny. This is really what this is about, guys. I, if something like that happened to me, man, I would not want to go through it alone. And um, there are people out here we know that are hurting I think, as you guys know, you guys have heard me say it publicly, thinking about my friend DJ and the loss of his daughter just a few weeks ago, thinking about my friend Francis and Letitia. They are like brother and sister to me, uh, the loss of their son, Jordan, just, a, a, you know, it's just a few short months to them. And uh, we, we got to use everything at our disposal to try to, like she said, provide some source of inspiration and so hope yeager hope rieger uh you can find her at grief to hope support.com that's grief the number two hope support.com that's it for us today ladies and gentlemen but i didn't realize this and i didn't tell the staff uh we've got some shows booked on saturday <laughs> i don't know how i got into that but i think i got some overseas guests uh, so I'll fill you guys in on that. I'm looking forward to it. One is in Australia, and I think another is in New Zealand. And it's the only time that we could get together that was reasonable was on a Saturday. 
<laughs> because anytime that I'm available on Monday through Friday, it was like their next day at, at crazy hours. And so we're looking forward to those. But tonight, man, what a what a great what a great way to end out our work week with uh, Hope Rieger and her story of her son Justin, born February the fifth, nineteen ninety seven, tragically lost his life. In November 17th, 2016 And uh, she is Taking that story Of him being murdered And created a Grief to Hope group And now she's helping people virtually See, there's no excuse, y'all Y'all hear me? There's no excuse When when we say Man, I can't, I can't do something Man, the, the Virtual platforms That we have now have shrunk the world and, you know, back in the days, what Hope would be doing would be sitting in some sort of hall somewhere, some group or something like that. But people can connect with her in the comforts of their own home through Zoom to help walk through the seven stages that she's created to help people get get back on the road to recovery from from uh, the loss of a loved one. Grief is grief is powerful. Grief is bitter, man. And I don't I don't like it. I, don't, I know I don't like the feeling. I don't, I don't like the news. I don't like any of it. But to know that there's somebody that has a heart that can identify with me and, and we can walk through this together, man, that's, that's where it's at. So I would hope that somebody would be doing what Hope's doing. And really, we've removed all excuses. So thank you again for tuning in to Impact Life 24-7. That was a great show, y'all. Hope to grief or grief to hope. Just go to grieftohopesupport.com. All right, all minds clear. We will see you at our next live appearance somewhere where we'll be talking to folks in New Zealand and Australia. Until then, God bless you. Have a great evening.